Hi friends, welcome to the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa, and today I'm sitting down with one of my PYM girls and also my coworker, Allison Marcos. We're going to talk all things travel and share some tips for traveling and traveling alone. So super excited about this episode as both Allison and I share a love for traveling. So let's get to it. Enjoy. Hello. How are you doing today? Hi, lady. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I just dropped Bruno off at daycare so I can enjoy some peace and quiet. So (laughs) love that. Well, I'm super excited that you're on the podcast today. I have another one of my PYM girls recording with me here. So Allison, why don't you introduce yourself, like give a little background on who you are and what you do with your life. Um, and then we'll jump into the episode after that. Okay. Uh, so like Alyssa said, my name is Allison and I am a PYM girl. Um, I started writing for the blog probably in January and I met Alyssa through work. Uh, we both work in the, I don't know, I guess medical technology yeah (laughs) we're like whatever it is (laughs) um so I am a marketing coordinator for them which pretty much just means that I handle special events um sales meetings majority trade shows so I do travel a pretty significant amount uh when we're not you know in quarantine but (laughs) Um, on a daily basis right now, I'm working from home. Don't have a lot going on since majority of my job revolves around traveling. So I have a crazy puppy that I pretty much tend to all day. Um, and I just hang out and try to enjoy being outside as much as possible while it's nice out in Michigan. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm super excited to have you on. And today we're talking about traveling, which is something we both love a bunch. So I'm excited for you to share some tips on traveling alone and all of that because you even helped me through traveling alone earlier (laughs) in the year. So I appreciate that. But let's jump into it. Um, What do you love most about traveling? Why do you like traveling? Um, Pretty much everything about it. Um, The whole travel process for me is really fun. So I'm a planner and a researcher. So pretty much when I decide on a location, you can guarantee by the time we leave for the trip that I can like tell you street names and directions and subsidies and like their longitude and latitude coordinates. (laughs) Like I'm a local. Um, I used to work in hospitality before I started working as a marketing coordinator. So I have a love for whatever reason of like Marriott hotels and just really cool hotels and locations of them so staying in the hotel is a fun part of the process for me I love doing research before I go on restaurants different activities um I really like to have a loose agenda for like potential places to eat and things to do so that I don't wake up in the morning like um let me see what Yelp is suggesting I do today because that's like literally the least fun way for me to travel. I know. I remember when we went to LA for work before COVID, um, you, we were like talking about where to eat and you're like, Oh, I'll send you something. I'm like thinking just like two like little links or something. And I get this whole 
two page paper of <laughs> places we could go. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't make decisions for the life of me. So you just totally overwhelmed me. No, but I love that. I love that you were like so prepared and had thought out. I was like, I'm like, I'm like embarrassed to send this to Alyssa because it's got like the restaurant name, what kind of food it is, how many stars it has on Yelp, how like many miles it is from the hotel, how long it would take in the car versus how long it would take to walk. Like that's literally what I do for like restaurants, activities, the airport, like the nearest Walgreens, like I have to have some sort of layout just in case, I don't know, shit hits the fan. Yeah, no, I love that though. And I mean, it made, it was like in a sense overwhelming, but I guess I think about it. I'm like, it made making a decision so much easier because I hate making decisions on like things like restaurants or what should we do? <laughs> and so like, I'll just travel with you all the time. Cause I'd be like, well, Allison's got it figured out. So I'll just follow her. <laughs> perfect I'm fine with that (laughs) so what are where are some of the places that you have traveled and which have been your favorite so a little I guess more background on me growing up my dad was in the military so traveling has pretty much been part of my life since probably before I was even born I think we moved when I was in my mom's belly so um I was born in North Dakota We moved to California, and then we moved to Ohio, and then from there we moved to Michigan. So I've lived pretty much all over the U.S. and um, was able to travel to a ton of really cool places while my dad was still in the military. So I think while he was in the military, I was able to go to England for a summer. So we went to... I don't know, pretty much all over England. We went to Scotland. We hung out in London. We went to Rome. So it was the craziest, most fun summer ever. Um, And so that was, I think, in 2004-2005. I remember when we were there, my grandpa kept telling us to, like, write a diary keep track of everything that we're doing on a daily basis even if it's just going down to get ice cream and when you're like in fifth grade you're like yeah sure grandpa like no chance and I wish that I definitely like would have done that now because we have all of these like crazy memories from traveling all over the UK and I'm like I wish that I would have been able to take that trip like 10 years later so I could really like take everything in and super appreciate it but I mean still I think sometimes people don't even get the chance to do that in a lifetime so being able to do that at such a young age is really cool um yeah and after that do you feel like you had like a travel bug like once you went overseas like that um or do you feel like it was before that I mean I guess you're pretty young I feel like it was just the norm for us like yeah every summer my dad pretty much lived in a different city So every summer when we would go visit him, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to dad's for the weekend in Battle Creek. Like we were literally going to San Antonio or Charleston or, you know, literally all over the U.S. No, that's really cool. I just feel like when I either even my friends or like when I've traveled, like when I first time the first time I went abroad, when I came back, I was like, yep, I'm going to have to do this like more (laughs) often and like travel around. Like there's just this like shift within me that was like yep I need to travel way more but I came from like a really small town and didn't really travel like I mean I went some cool places within the U.S. 
when I was like growing up, but I had never been out of the country and like truly experienced a different culture. So that like totally changed me. It just like my perspective. And I was like, yep, I'm going to have to like study international business. And I was like 14, (laughs) like making this decision, but I did it all the way through. (laughs) Yeah. So no, that's awesome. Really? I mean, in the U S I've been to San Francisco, LA, Atlanta, DC, Baltimore, Vegas. I mean, all over Florida. San Antonio, Dallas, uh, Nashville. I've been to Toronto. Um, I don't know, a little bit of everywhere. So I feel like there's a couple places still on my bucket list to travel in the U.S. And then I'm definitely starting to get the itch to start like branching out and traveling internationally now. Yeah. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but for the audience, what it, which is your favorite U.S. <laughs> city that you've been to? Um, so me and Alyssa went on a work trip in March <laughs> to L.A. And everybody that I was telling, oh, yeah, I'm going to L.A., blah, 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 blah. They were like, oh, my God, you're going to hate it. L.A. sucks. The traffic is horrible. The homeless, like, just was like really were like raining on my parade and I wasn't necessarily like over the moon about going I was just like yeah it's another work trip it's fine um and then when I got there I don't know it maybe took 24 hours and I was like yeah I need to live here like I <laughs> fell in love with it immediately uh so probably between LA and I love DC I have always said yeah. for years that I would live in DC in a heartbeat yeah, I went to DC in like high school, but it's a really cool city. I would love to go back like now mm-hmm. and actually appreciate it. Right. It was this like high school history trip, which <laughs> I did like history, but now it'd be cool to go back and like actually do the local thing. Have you make up a yes. list of all the places we can go? I, have one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I know. I had the same reaction. Well, when I went to Carlsbad for work and like I just went to the beach one day and I was just like crying and this like Aww. man and his son were like surfing and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just so I'm happy. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> damn another midwest girl came to california for the first time yeah but it was hilarious because then i like talked to him a little bit and he ended up being from michigan originally of course and he said he moved out there when he was like 17 and never looked back and like now his whole family's out there and i'm like wow me yeah that's gonna be us (laughs) (laughs) so there's hope for us Allison. perfect so next question i have for you are what tips can you share about traveling alone so you said you travel for work and maybe you've traveled just even within your family or doing things on your own. So what tips do you have that you can share with everyone? So I think like, especially being a girl, there's, I don't know, is it technically a stigma around traveling alone? I think there's just like a negative connotation about literally doing anything by yourself, being a girl or a guy. Um, which I have never understood. I usually prefer doing things by myself. Like if I can spend a day alone, I'm like, great, best day ever. Um, (laughs) But when I moved to Kalamazoo, I didn't have a lot of friends. Like I went in blind to my apartment um, and I went to the community college here instead of the university. So I pretty much had to learn how to be independent in more senses than one like I moved away from home I did it on my own I didn't have a huge group of friends here I was starting a new school starting a new job doing everything um and I think I got really lucky um being able to get a job and still 
manage going to school and working. So I feel like I always had money when some of my friends didn't. So sometimes that meant that I had to go out to dinner by myself if I wanted to go out to eat, or I had to go to the movies by myself if I didn't have a friend that had money that could go to a movie. Um, So I pretty much learned how to be by myself and enjoy doing things alone before I had to start traveling. Maybe not had to start before I got to start traveling. Um, (laughs) So I think I took my first trip alone. Well, somewhat alone. I flew down to Florida, I think maybe my sophomore or junior year of college to hang out with a friend for the weekend who was interning down there. Um, So that was the first time that I think I'd flown by myself and like went to go visit a friend without like adult supervision. I think I was 21 at the time, or maybe I wasn't. Um, So I was either 20 or 21. And so that was a lot of fun. It was definitely a little bit nerve wracking because I wasn't the closest of friends with this person. I pretty much was like, oh, yeah, I'll come visit you for a weekend. And they were like, yeah, I'm free the 19th of July. And I was like, all right, I'll buy my ticket. And then I literally got on a plane and I was like, yeah, should I have done this? Um, but I think maybe a couple years after that, I had to take my first work trip by myself. And that was to San Francisco. So pretty much the complete opposite side of the US. And I had to go out before all of my coworkers. I gave a like poster talk by myself. I was competing in this um, augmented reality and virtual reality student design challenge. So I pretty much gave a poster session and then had to get up on stage in front of hundreds of people and give this talk completely by myself. And so I pretty much, that was my main focus was not messing that up. And then once that was over, I was like, wow, that was awesome. I literally just flew like five hours, got off my plane, slept for three hours and then got up and killed it during this crazy presentation. And I think that was probably a big turning point for me where I was like, I loved doing that. Um, And I feel like my mom and probably a lot of people who I was friends with were really nervous for me to go. Um, And so there's, I don't know, not that they were trying to be negative or be discouraging, but I think that it gets really overwhelming sometimes hearing people like, oh, well, don't, make sure you like don't leave your hotel before the sun comes up or make sure that you're back by seven o'clock and like so I think that people kind of plant these seeds of fear when you're traveling especially by yourself and I would say probably just do your research like make sure you know where you're staying make sure that it's in a safe area like maybe right in the heart of downtown if you're staying downtown Make sure you have reliable transportation, you know, just make sure that you're not staying in some crappy, scary motel on the outskirts of the city. Um, Make sure that if you walk out of your hotel, know that, oh, I need to go three blocks north or have one headphone in and have like your maps in your ear, like take a left in 300 feet kind of thing. Um, And to not let anybody make you feel nervous, regardless of 
all of the stuff that people are going to say. Like, I know my mom cares about me and she gets really nervous when I have to go (laughs) anywhere by myself. So I have learned to just take it that she cares about me and not that she's trying to rain on my parade and take what she has to say with, I mean, not a grain of sand, but don't let that affect the exciting time that I'm about to have and to be cautious, but not fearful. Yeah, no, I love that tip because you really helped me out when, as I said earlier, like in January when I went to Toronto for work and I decided to stay like two days after just to, I had never been to the city and I was already there. So I'm like, I'm going to just stay after and like take time off. Um, And then I was like so scared because same thing, like my grandma's like, you're alone in a new city. And then I was like meeting up with a friend that I had like met online, which was like that sketchy. Uh, I mean, but the person like itself didn't, you know, I knew that they were a good person and they didn't come off as, you know, a killer or something. (laughs) But as you said, people like, right. People like plant those seeds in your head though. And then I felt like I got to the hotel and I was so excited, but then like thinking about leaving my hotel and it got dark and all that. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so scared. Like I can't leave. And I text the PYM girls and I was like, okay, I'm sitting in a restaurant alone. Like I'm so scared. But like you're specifically, you were telling me like advice, like you're saying now. And I felt so much alone at a restaurant in the city. I'm like, I'm jealous right now. (laughs) (laughs) But then it was so fun. Like I just had to change my perspective, but sometimes that can be the hardest thing. And I think back to one of your first points of like when you went out to San Francisco and did that presentation, I feel like sometimes we need that self validation. Like it's easy to like want everybody else to validate us and be like, Oh, you're doing good. You'll be fine. You'll be great. And that's, you know, these, kind of the opposite of what we're saying of the seeds of being planted mm-hmm. in your head of nervousness. But I also think when you go do something, so like after that trip, like I was like, you know what, I am doing this alone. Like this is a really great opportunity. I'm getting to do whatever I want for a full 24 hours in a new city. And like, nobody can tell me different. And that's like really empowering. Really. And like you went and did that speech. So like, I feel like you come back from that and you're like, yep. Like I feel better now. Like I can do these things. And like, even in terms of our, our job, when I was doing the trade shows um, before you started, like that huge trade show that I did, I was so nervous. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this alone. I'm so young. Like this is not going to be going well, like all of this stuff. And I traveled there alone for like the first three days. Um, but then I like did it and everything worked out and everything, you know, I was getting like compliments and like positive feedback. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep, like th- I did it. So like it definitely helped my confidence for traveling and like even just in myself, like going forward that I was like, wow, I feel empowered by this. And I, I think traveling alone can be one of those things that's very validating without like external validation. Like you just did it and you're like, yeah, I did the damn thing. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. And like, I feel like whenever people talk about traveling by yourself and they're nervous about it, all I'm like, my number one thing is like, just think about it in terms of like, you don't have to answer to anybody right now. You can wake up at six in the morning and leave your hotel room and go for a walk or go get a coffee or you can sleep in until three o'clock and then wake up and do an afternoon thing like you don't have to be traveling on anybody else's terms but your own and I think that's the most exciting thing to me about traveling by yourself is you're literally waking up in the morning to do exactly what you want to do you don't have to worry about anybody else's time frame and what you think they might want to do and where they might want to eat it's 100% your day your trip your experience so you can tailor it to exactly what you want it to be yeah I love that too and I feel like it's helpful even like going back to it like if you're an anxious person or you don't like to make decisions 
like any of the times that I've been able to travel alone or like traveling for work, I'm usually alone um, unless I'm meeting up with people. But it's like it is empowering to be like, OK, I'm going to go to this restaurant tonight. Mm-hmm. And like nobody I don't have to ask the group, like, what is everybody feeling? And then I have anxiety because <laughs> I have to like coordinate with everyone else and I want everybody to be happy. So it's definitely empowering for a person that even though surprisingly, if you have anxiety or like worry about what everybody else wants, like it's good to travel alone to get that confidence built up and making your own choices. Yeah, 100%. Okay. And then kind of going off of that with the topic of traveling alone, I know you've dealt with flight, like flying, flight anxiety. Um, So what are your tips for overcoming that anxiety of flying while you are traveling alone? Because if you're like having a panic attack at an airport and no one's there, like what are your tips for dealing with that? Yeah. So for me, my anxiety with traveling didn't start until probably three or four years ago. Um, I was on my way to Atlanta and it was storming in Atlanta. So, I mean, the whole ride was a little bit bumpy and normally turbulence are fine. I actually think it's kind of fun. And then when we were landing in Atlanta, it like literally all hell broke loose. We were, I don't know. It felt like we dropped like a hundred feet. People were like throwing up. The overhead bins were opening. There were people that were screaming. Babies were crying. Like the lady behind me was like speaking in tongues. And I was literally just like, like I'm gonna die today. Like this is how I'm gonna go on a like $13 Spirit Airline flight to Atlanta for spring break. Like really wasn't <laughs> worth it. Um, and so I don't know if that just like rattled something in my spirit or whatever. And pretty much every flight that I got on from that point, I had some sort of panic attack. And it wasn't even necessarily when there were turbulence or anything I think it was like kind of like mild claust what is it claustrophobia that's the word yeah (laughs) being like mildly claustrophobic um and then I actually got a job pretty much revolving around traveling and I was like well I'm gonna need to get this under control because I genuinely love traveling but Like, if I need to go to California for a work trip, what am I supposed to do? Run a car and drive for 40 hours to get there? Like, it's just not reasonable. (laughs) So um, I actually started talking to my counselor about it. And she gave me a lot of really good tips, I think, before my trip to Vegas this year for work. Um, And I think that was, like, end of January. And so a lot of the tips that she recommended were, I think they're called grounding exercises. Um, And they have a lot to do with like the five senses. So she, like the number one thing for me when I start to have a panic attack is all of my senses go. Like I can't feel anything. I can't smell anything. I can't taste anything. And then it starts to make things worse because I'm like, I don't have any bodily functions right now. Like what's going on? So she recommended um, to, one of them was to get like a piece of paper and a pen and draw an outline of your hand and then do all of the five senses on that hand. 
And so for like scent, you were supposed to like physically write down something that you could smell. For taste, physically write down something that you can taste, something that you can feel, something you can see, something you can hear. And so she's like, sometimes when you can feel yourself falling into those panic attacks, calling out the things that are working really help bring you out of it. So I always make sure to have gum with me. So that's one thing that I can taste. Um, I always make sure to wear, this is kind of lame, but like there's a like essential oil bracelets or like jewelry. And so you can put a couple drops of a certain essential oil in it. And I'll always make sure that that's the one thing that I can smell. Um, And then I think like sight and feeling are easy. I mean, like your seatbelt or a necklace that you're wearing are easy ones for something that you can feel. And then um, I usually have my headphones in for the first like 10 or 15 minutes of my flight because I think that it usually happens like when the doors start to close and then I'm like, oh, well, we're going to either have to emergency land or I'm not getting off this plane. Uh, So (laughs) I'll always have a podcast in or music or I'm obsessed with Beyonce's homecoming and so that's like the greatest distraction in the world for me so I usually when my flight's taking off I'll listen to and watch Beyonce's homecoming um and as Alyssa knows obviously do the choreography in my seat so I'm saying that is true I can validate that and then um Another thing that I do is I wear my boyfriend's deodorant the day that I travel in case I get like homesick, then I feel like I smell like him and it like calms me down a little. Oh, I love that. That's a little, yeah, corny, but, and then I actually also have a journal, (laughs) like anything to write on. And if I start to get anxious, like I literally pull my journal out and I'm like, you're feeling anxious right now. That's fine. You're probably not the only person on the flight right now that's feeling this. The pilot has probably done this flight a hundred times. Would you be able to fly the plane better than him? No, probably not. And just literally list all the crazy things that I'm feeling or thinking. And then I'm like, okay, I can't be the only person that's ever felt this. I'm not dying. I have control over my feelings and my body we're going to land in 90 minutes and I'm going to get off and get a coffee and things are going to be fine. So I think literally just the self-talk and all of the grounding exercises has really, really helped me with any kind of flight anxiety. I think even having almost like a routine for before a flight, I feel like that helps focus your energy too, rather than just like sitting there and listening to them, like call the, (laughs) like, I'm like at a blank for the words right now, but like boarding the plane you know, just listening to all the announcements and everything. If you have a routine that you kind of go through or music that you listen to, I feel like that draws your attention away from the anxiety and like, oh shit, I'm about to get on this, this flight and die. Right. You know, I feel like that's good to have a routine in place that keeps your focus on positive things. So I love that. Um, I was going to throw you a random question that I didn't prepare you for, (laughs) but, um, what are your like advice for anybody wanting to travel? Cause I feel like in college, like you were kind of talking about how some of your friends maybe like didn't, weren't able to travel or didn't have the same like money that you did. But do you have any tips for like traveling on a budget and like things to do? I mean, I will say like preparing ahead of time, like when you've talked about having a list, I think that helps 
so you don't make like a rash decision and then pay for like a $300 meal or something. Right. Um, but at the same time, yeah, like anything or even just finding flights. Cause like, I know I've always been a person that like, I'm the same. I'll take a spirit flight if it gets me to California, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Um, but what are your tips on like traveling on a budget? So for me, I mean, even now I, if I'm worried about like, oh, this is going to be a really expensive trip. I kind of like set my own self up with a payment plan. So maybe like four months before my trip, I'll buy the tickets. And then maybe three months before I'll book my hotel and I'll do like a larger deposit instead of having to like pay completely when I get there for like a thousand dollar hotel. I usually, you can do like, um, I think it's like a credit card authorization form and you can do advanced deposits on your room so that it's not a huge chunk when you check into the hotel. Um, And then I always make sure I don't know if anybody else's grandparents are like this, but my grandpa, every time I see him, he gives me cash, literally whatever's in his pocket, which is anywhere from like 20 to a hundred dollars. And so like any cash that I ever get, if it's $3 and change from Starbucks, I will put that in my travel envelope. And I feel like that adds up over time. And usually I probably go on my trip with I don't know, at least $500 in cash so that I know that I have spending money while I'm on my trip. And then if I ever need to like use my debit card or whatever, that's fine too, because like now I'm dipping into today's funds instead of like every for my trip being out of the last paycheck that I got or whatever, you know? So yeah, kind of breaking things up into like a payment plan type thing for yourself so that it's not just one crazy like $2,000 expense like as soon as you get into the city. Um, And I mean, there's a million different apps. I think Hopper is one of them that you can find cheap flights on. If you need to take a Spirit or an Allegiant airline flight, do it. I mean, I could literally get on... a spirit flight or an Allegiant flight right now to LA for probably $120 or something. I mean, it's not going to be the most comfortable flight in the world, but are you really going to like, <laughs> it's not like you're flying first class in Delta anyway. So what's the difference? Right. I think that people yeah. like shy away from those flights because I don't know. I feel like traveling is like kind of a flex, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, not have to flex my whole damn paycheck so let me hop on this allegiant <laughs> flight and get across the country in less than 200 hours right. i don't think there's anything and i always that. yeah and i feel like, like you're saying people have like a bad rap of that but i always tell myself i'm like oh maybe i shouldn't take spirit then i'm like once again back to your pilot point like those pilots are driving the plane like if they're trusting their lives to drive it like it's not like they're kamikaze pilots that are just like <laughs> well like, I don't really care about the people on this flight. Like, their life's at stake, too. So I'm always like, okay, they can't be that bad if they're willing to drive these. Planes. And really, though, like, are so, they actually the ones driving it? Or it's, like, basically technology that's... Oh, right. So I'm like, I believe in science. <laughs> I trust this, like, plane to fly itself. It'll be fine. We'll get there. Right. It's just driving, self-driving. <laughs> and I think another <laughs> thing, like, you don't have to go, like balls to the wall and go on this crazy elaborate trip to 
LA or to New York or these really crazy expensive cities. If you have a travel itch, there's so many cool cities in the US that you can go to for super cheap. Like I think Atlanta was one of the cheaper places that I traveled. Again, I mean, I'm not a gambler. So against all odds, going to Vegas is always cheap for me, aside from Hmm. like paying $13 for a bottled water. Um, but I feel like there's really cool cities that you can go to. Minneapolis is a cool city. Um, I always thought DC was reasonably reasonably priced until, I don't know, some people had told me otherwise in their experience. But just research. I mean, you can literally type into Google cheap cities to travel in the U.S., Nashville. Um, so there's options to go places that are not like these crazy, expensive, overwhelming cities if you are just trying to like get your toes wet. Yeah. I think that's so important. Like even I guess my one tip advice to like add on to that, which everybody's not fortunate enough or like, I guess lucky in a sense enough to do this. But if you do have a job where you travel for work, or even if like you're a student and you go study abroad, my best advice that I've learned is like always extend your trip. Like I regret not extending my study abroad trip. Like I could have stayed there the rest of the summer and like, sure, I would have had to have more money. But like, even now being in debt with my student loans, it still would have been worth another three, five, whatever, like grand I would have had to pay to stay extra. Like, I wish I would have like just stayed in France and backpacked or did something and like went to hostels and did that thing because once you're like especially international and especially Europe like once you're there it's so much cheaper to get around it's like getting the flight over there that's like two grand like I'm pretty sure a flight from like London to Barcelona I was looking because I was I don't know I yeah you know um (laughs) so I think once you're over there I swear to god it was like 37 dollars to fly from like London to Barcelona and I was like yeah what like because they they have some airline over there too that's like very local um and I think like I I I know this but I think something like and I'm not trying to call out anybody specific (laughs) but I think when we think of the U.S. like we think of it being similar size to Europe but it's so much smaller actually (laughs) like countries are the size of like some of our states over there right so I feel like we forget that everything's actually really closely connected um but yeah when I was there studying abroad we would take like a train round trip for five euros like right sure it was along the coast of like the Mediterranean you just jump cities but still like for five euros round trip like that's pretty good and this was like 2016 so this like, wasn't you like can't the 80s even get or something a train ticket <laughs> here from like Michigan City to Chicago for that cheap and it's like no no 70 miles like 50 to 100 <laughs> yeah yeah um Actually, you can take something called the South Line, though, but you still have to drive. And it's, I think that's like $11 one way, but that's right. like as cheap as you can get. But still, yeah. you have to drive. Which is not bad. It's not local. Yeah. But yeah. But then the other one is like if you work for like, so Alice and I, like I said, are fortunate enough that like our job has allowed us to travel. But like a promise that I made to myself as I began traveling more is to try to extend my trip. Like I did go to Florida this year and I was like, okay, like I don't really care to extend it necessarily. <laughs> I wonder I what the Florida, equivalent but... is like in Europe to our Florida here. Florida. Oh, I swear <laughs> I've seen that. Uh, yeah. You know, what's really funny is Europeans love going to Florida. Though. I know. I think it's because it's a cheaper close flight, but like all the people I met, they're like, oh, I'm going to Miami. And I'm like, uh, okay, okay. I will say Miami is the only place in Florida that I would ever be excited to go to. 
I mean, I've yeah. been to trips I mean, to Florida for city. like, I don't know, hundreds of trips, I feel like, to Florida. So when people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Florida, you're like, cool, have fun. You're not like, where are you going? Because it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> right. But yeah, and then like, I don't know, with work when I have traveled, though, I like to California, I extended it or yeah, like both times that I went. So that's always my recommendation. If you have the privilege to travel with work or with your job or even with school, my best advice is to extend it if you have curiosity of that place that you're going, because you will come back and you will regret not extending it because I'm speaking from experience. No, I agree completely. I'm pretty sure majority of the work trips that I've ever gone on I've either gone out early or I've extended them and Mm -hmm. that's also if you don't want to be there by yourself or you're like yeah I've been here for a week already I want to stay through the weekend you can always have somebody fly out and meet you so then you're only so like usually like in Vegas I flew my boyfriend out because his birthday was the end of January and that's when the trip was So he came out at the end of the trip and we stayed through the weekend. And so that's one flight that you have to pay for. And then like a couple days in a hotel. So it makes things significantly cheaper if you do want to like travel with a friend. Yeah. And I think like, I always like to bring, I always come back to this point of comparison and all of that. But like, as we get close to probably ending the episode, I just like to say like people, like when it comes to like looking on social media and thinking like, oh, wow, this person travels all the time. Like, they're so rich or they have their like so much money. I don't know how they do this. They have the means to do this. But like, I always try to bring people back to earth, even just with like my, with my traveling. So I'm like, sure. It looks like I've gone to California like three times <laughs> last year, which I did. But two of those times I extended on a work trip. So like, as you said, I, my mom came out for one and like, she got a flight. But other than that, like I was lucky enough to have that covered. And then I just helped pay for like the hotel and like amenities of everything else we wanted to do but it can be easily like daunting to look at other people's lives or like travels and be like wow like I can't do that um but I definitely think to think it's situational because back in college other than studying abroad your girl was not traveling like <laughs> ever right and the same which for that me cost is, like, me 10 grand oof. so <laughs> when we yeah. were in LA I wasn't obviously not posting like oh I'm at a trade show for work like let me show you this mm-hmm. person's microscope like because I don't necessarily care about that stuff <laughs> So I'm like posting at the hotel or like while I'm getting my coffee and I have people messaging like, oh my God, like this is life goals or you're living your best life. And I literally was like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm on a work trip. It's a lot of fun because I like, I get that like people have FOMO and I don't ever want to come off as like, I don't know, like I'm flexing because I don't really travel to flex. Like I just do it because I enjoy it. (laughs) And like, right. I don't know. I feel like when I travel if I post something it's because I think it's a cool picture and I like to share it not because I'm like oh I'm at the Bellagio and I'm like having the most incredible meal right now and I need you guys to be jealous because it's 13 degrees in Michigan like that's never my right and I feel the same way about that and that's what I don't know I think it's important whenever I always say this about looking at social media but it's important to like check yourself because you never know what p- other people are doing or like we're there for work. So sure. We're not posting that we're at a trade show standing for eight hours, <laughs> but then we go out to a nice dinner that, you know, our boss ends up paying for. So it looks like, wow, they went to some nice place. Oh yeah. We're like, really balling. Yeah. We're like, no, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Right. Shout out. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just like, I always like to make that point about travel too. Cause as I was traveling more this year, like I got tons of DMs of like, wow, like you're living the dream. And like, which I do love, you know, as you said, I love traveling and it's definitely like, I'm not trying to make 
anybody feel bad, but it's just like the position that I'm in. And we're always like in different spots of our journey. And like, I guess my best advice to say about that is if you do want to be traveling, like find a job or find a situation that does give you that opportunity. Like going back to what I was saying when, after I went to Europe when I was 14, like I had a massive travel bug and I was like, yeah, I'm going to study international business and marketing. And like, I want to travel with my job and here I am. So it's just like something you have to work for. And like, if that's, you want to travel all the time, then go work for that job or that position or whatever, even not even as a job, but save money and go do it. Or another thing. And I think this is probably what kickstarted my travel when I was in college is I worked for Marriott from, I think Mm -hmm. probably my freshman or sophomore year of college until like two years ago. And the discounts that you can get on hotels is unbelievable. Like, I don't know how many times I went and stayed at like, I don't know, JWs or Renaissance hotels for $39 or $69. Like, when I'm telling you the best way to get to travel for cheap is to get a job in hospitality. You could literally fold laundry for two shifts a week and get like 90% discounts on your hotels. So that's also another life hack if you ever want to travel for cheap. Or if you want to be all in, you can go be a flight attendant, which I've seen some of my friends do to travel. But I feel like that's a much larger commitment. For sure. I think I get tempted. Yeah, the way (laughs) me and my equilibrium are set up. (laughs) I'd be like puking on passengers. Yeah, I'd be like the spokesperson for drama meme. So I have just one more question to wrap up the episode then. And that is just, what is your next, like, even without money, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do it, but what would your ideal next travel spot be and why? Like, what do you want to do there? Um, honestly, I'm going to say Hawaii. I had a trip planned to Honolulu in May that was canceled because of COVID. So I think that I owe myself the opportunity to see that through. Um, So I really wanted, I was telling my boyfriend that normally when I go on trips, I have a whole agenda and I've got like 70 different things that I'm like, oh, I need to check this off the list and I need to make sure I need to go here and take a picture of that. And that trip to Honolulu, I'm like, I pretty much just want to get a cool hotel with an outdoor pool and hang out at the pool and maybe one day rent a car and drive around the whole island because I think it's like 90 miles or something. Um, And so really just allow myself to have a laid back vacation somewhere in the sun with a cool outdoor pool. (laughs) So that's the goal for my next trip is to do something that's more low maintenance than walking miles and checking a bunch of stuff yeah. off of the travel list well let me know when you plan that and dev and i will come with you okay couples <laughs> retreat <laughs> yeah for real well that's awesome thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing all your travel tips i so happy that you're able to be on of course thank and you for having me yeah we'll talk soon okay <laughs> <laughs> bye bye guys Thank you so much for listening to the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast today. As always, we're so happy that you're here and choose to listen to us. Today's quote of the episode 
is by one of my favorite poets, Atticus. And it goes like this. I'd rather have a body full of scars and a head full of memories than a head full of regrets and perfect skin. This just seems super fitting with the topic of travel. And as I said, one of my favorite poets. So thanks for listening once again, and we'll tune in next week for another episode. Bye guys.